after break. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. The world is changing fast and needs problem solvers and critical thinkers. Right here in your backyard, Not Marty believes every student has the potential to serve the world and make a difference. We will help you obtain a degree that prepares you for success by exploring your talents and passion. Our community goes above and beyond to help each student feel at home, surrounded by love and support. We can't wait for you to see what's possible. And we hope the future brings you here, close to home, at mountmarty.edu. How do you know when someone may be contemplating suicide? I'm Father Chris Alar. This person will often exhibit certain warning signs, indicators such as their talk, like killing themselves or having no purpose in life, their behavior, like drug abuse, withdrawal from others, or abnormal sleep patterns, or their mood, like being depressed or having anxiety, can all be warning signs. So mental health professionals are now encouraging you to engage in dialogue with those who appear to be at risk. By talking openly about suicide, asking if they are okay, and listening to their feelings, you may save their life. To find out more, please visit suicideandhope.com. So I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Good morning. This is Father Rich Kuntz along with Cindy Jennings coming to you from the Diocese of Duluth, the beautiful Diocese of Duluth. We are at St. James Catholic Church, which is my parish in the gathering space. And we just had a very good interview with Bishop-elect Michael Malloy, and I'm a uh, as a priest of the diocese, I'm thrilled and super excited about his coming on, uh, coming to Duluth. We need a shepherd, and so that was a great interview. This interview is going to be equally great. I know it is. And so we have with us Annie Gold. Annie, welcome to Real Presence Radio. Well, thank you for asking me. Well, <laughs> I think. <laughs> so so Annie, Annie uh, um, uh, is a, uh, has been a secretary at one of our local parishes for how many years, Annie? Well, I, about 30 or a little bit more than that. I thought it was more like 40. Well, how old do you think I am? No. But I, I started out at St. John's. It's been 30, but I worked at other parishes a couple years before that. Okay, so. because I remember, because, so, I mean, so she was my secretary for 11 years at St. John's. And uh, as anybody that is in a church, in parish life knows, the, the boss is not really the pastor. The boss is the secretary. The secretary knows what's going on more than anybody. And so, but if I remember correctly, that when we had the centenary of our of our parish, 
that I'd made, you had had your 33rd year there at that point. I started out at St. John's in 1983. Okay. But I had worked at my home parish of St. Michael's before that as oh, a part-time fill-in. Okay. So that's how my okay. secretarial life started. So either way, it's a long time. It has been, yes. You, so you've seen, I mean, you've seen a lot of things happen in parish life, at St. John's in particular, because of your longevity there. I have. And some of it's a secret, and you'll never find <laughs> out about it. <laughs> that's another great thing about parish secretaries. And so it's like, I mean, it really is true, isn't it? That, I mean, the, it's the secretary that knows most everything that's going on. I mean, the pastor comes and goes. You know, it's the secretary. Right. Is the, and for someone that's been there for so long, that you've got a lived memory of that parish. That is correct. So let's just talk a little bit about that. Um, well, uh, I don't really know what you want me to say other than as things change, pastors come and go, and you learn to kind of work with them and learn their do's and don'ts and how to run the parish office, how they liked the office run. And it's exciting. It's very, very exciting. How many par- how many pastors have you worked with at St. John's? At St. John's, um, five. Five pastors. Yeah. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. And the best one was? You want me to say you, don't you? I knew you were going to ask me I, that. I, 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 was te- I was teeing that up. That was All that, those that. secrets, they're from you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but, but what could you, I mean, okay, so you started in 1983 at St. John's. What What would you say, looking back from 1983 to 2020, what, what are the biggest changes that you've seen in parish life? Um, I think with everything, it's technology. And computers and cell phones and how you relate to people and it's just, you know, paperwork and it's just pastors change. So that changes. So it's just, yeah, I mean, there's, it's never boring. I mean, every day is a little bit different and it's, it's exciting. It really is. Do you it's, find yourself having to be a chameleon in some ways? And what I mean by that, it's like you have to kind of like match your pastor when you're the secretary. Don't you? Yeah, and sometimes, you know, he kind of makes you mad, so you kind of have to put on the happy face. And, you know, yeah. it's, yeah, you, you wear a lot of, a lot of coats. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Well, I, I, for me, I'm just wondering, like, out of all that time, do you have any good stories to share? Oh, wait a minute. No. Yeah, it but I'd be about Father Rich. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you about the time that he had a sing. Johnny Cash. Oh, okay. That was oh. awesome. That was so awesome. We're, this is not about me. Oh, this okay. is about this is about your time. I don't as, know. As, so um, uh, when you started off, did you start off with an abacus for the uh, for the collecting the uh, counting the money? I'm not that old. <laughs> you know, we still had banks, and we still, you know, yeah, no, yeah. But what 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 would you say is the what what's been the greatest joy and the greatest challenge for you for being a secretary for such length of time? The I think the greatest joy is just um, the people that you work with and the parishioners that you meet. And, you know, even with new pastors, it's it's kind of scary when they come in. But, you know, they all are such awesome people. And so you just, I don't know, you just grow in your faith. You just learn things. And you just, I, it's just, you know, like I said, it's just every day is different, exciting. How about the biggest challenge? Uh, you. Trying, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the biggest challenge is, uh, I probably, um, I don't know the biggest challenge. It's, you don't have, is, is it Nirvana? Really, Are you in Nirvana I don't, when you're, I don't really have a big challenge. I just take one day at a time and just go with the flow, you yeah, know, Yeah. but 
One thing that I appreciate, and I've seen this in, a, in not in all parishes, but certainly here at, at St. James and then at St. John's, is that, that the secretary was not a parishioner. I think that's a benefit, actually. Why don't you, why don't you talk a little bit about that? Well, when you're uh, not a parishioner, you, I think you become more attached to your office as a, um, as a person rather than wanting to do everything as a parishioner. I, it, it gives you a different level of wanting to do things for people. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing when you work in a parish office is the people coming in, you, you get to know them and understand them better and you don't feel like obligated because it's your parish. You're doing it because you want to do it. Mm-hmm. So it just, I think and, it's a better fit. And I suspect also that, you know, I mean, you know a lot. You, you know a lot about people in that parish because of the nature of your right. job. And so uh, to, to be separate and worship in a different location might have some of its benefits as well. It does because when people come into your office, there's that confidentiality. And so if you're working with your parishioners and you see them on the street or you see them in church, you have to be really careful not to say, oh, you were in the office today and how did that go? So right. you don't, you have that distinction between um, your parishioner and your friends at your parish. Right. And as, as you know, just a little bit off of what you're saying, there's like every pastor d- deals with their or works with their secretary differently, I should say. And, and for me, working with you, and it's even with my current secretary, Sam, is that, that I bounce a lot of things off my secretary. Yeah, you do. And so, and so yeah. maybe more than most, I don't know. But, but the for me, it was, uh, you know, I want to hear your take in part, in large part, because you do have had such a lot uh, of experience with that parish. And so mm-hmm. you're right about that confidentiality thing, because the pastor, if, he, if that's the way he is, comes to the secretary and says, okay, this is what's happening, this is what's going on. Obviously, we don't breach anything that's supposed to Correct, not be breached. Yes. But, um, uh, and so that's a, good, uh, that's a good idea, that confidentiality. Your job is so much about confidentiality, even when it comes to like, finances and stuff like that. Exactly. You, you know things that the pastor doesn't know. Right, you know? right. And I know a lot of parishioners, when you think financially, a lot of parishioners think that, well, because you see their envelopes come through, that you remember how much they give, but you really don't remember any of that and it makes everything is confidential i mean you just learn to keep your mouth shut and i know at times you think that was hard for me to do but (laughs) (laughs) yes but it works (laughs) (laughs) no i mean obviously you're very uh very very good at what you do very professional and and it didn't take long to get uh used to you and so it was was well i wish i could have said the same thing (laughs) so what is it what is it like i mean how do you get used to new because, I mean, when a new pastor comes, it's like a sea change for you. Oh, it is. It is, very much so. Um, usually, you just talk to them and say, this is how we've done it in the past. How do you want it done? Um, do you like it done this way? And you just you just kind of feel it out after, you know. You just, I mean, most things are done in the same in the same way, but you just ask them, like, okay, which I'll be doing shortly. <laughs> right. That's right. You'll be getting a new pastor. Yeah, exactly, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. But um, it's not hard. They're all, I mean, they're just all amazing people to work for. Mm-hmm. All of them were, huh? All, well, maybe. 
some. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I mean, normally I start off an interview by saying, well, and I didn't do this because you came on right at the last second, but because uh, um, uh, you were busy talking to my secretary, which concerns well, we me. Well, we were comparing notes. Okay, but I, nor- <laughs> but I, but I normally, I normally <laughs> ask the first question, well, tell us a little bit about yourself. So just personally, even though I do this early, uh, tell us, I mean, married, kids, I mean, tell us a little bit about your... Yes, I am married. I have two daughters and six grandchildren, ages 21 to 12, or 12 to 21, whichever way you want to go. And um, when I'm not at work, I spend my time... Going to their soccer games, basketball games. I'm the fan in the stand that's screaming and hollering. That's my grandkid doing that, you know, mm-hmm. and going to their concerts. And in the summertime, I like to be out in my yard and try to do gardening and things like that. So I but, try to stay busy. I don't like downtime. No, I, no. I, you, but you don't scream and holler just at sporting events. Do I scream and holler other times, too? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. But that's okay. That's good. <laughs> I am kind of loud sometimes in the office. I'll have to admit that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, uh, we got a, a couple minutes here before break, but just talking about, you know, I mean, and Cin- Cin- we had two minutes. Cindy was talking about this a little bit. It's like stories. I mean, I know you can tell stories, but what are some of the more maybe amazing things that you've witnessed that you can think of in your time as secretary? Well, I just, it's just when, you know, your parishioners come in and they just, they're so faith-filled. I mean, they'll tell you like, you know, so-and-so was diagnosed with cancer, but I know that, you know, I have my faith, it'll, it'll get me through this. And I don't know, there's just, I, and I'm not real good at remembering all that kind of, those kinds of things, but it's just every day there's something. Every day there's just something that sets you aside and saying, you know what, God is there. So... How's, how's it affected your faith life? It has. Um, I've started going to church more often. Well, that's and good. I know, because, you know, <laughs> you, you hear everybody say that, you know, going to Mass is a thing, the way to start your day. And, you know, it really is. It really, really is. So um, everyone has drilled that into my head. It works. Yeah, you the just, weekday Mass thing. Weekday Mass, Sunday Masses, yeah. Right, it just, right. yeah. Yeah, because I mean, the weekday mass thing is something I was always pushing heavy exactly. at St. Yeah. John's. And so, yeah, it was always and good here. to see you. And yeah. here as, and here, <laughs> and, as well. here. and everywhere. Yeah. everywhere. Yep, yeah. Exactly. Because yeah. 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 you know how important it is. It is. And day. it really is true. If you start your day with mass, it really does make the day better. And you work for the church. And so it's like, yeah, that really is the first step. You know, because exactly. whether you think about it or not, what you do is a ministry because you work for the church. Exactly. And so there is a ministry in it. So it's like you're a minister. Whoa, whoa, I take my job. <laughs> well, it's a, it's, it's a great job. So we've been uh, talking to Annie Gobe, who's a longtime church secretary, especially at St. John the Evangelist here in Duluth. And uh, we will continue the conversation with her right after this break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. S.J. Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, S.J. Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. S.J. Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. 
Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. In today's crowded higher education field, there's one university whose quality and personal care stands out from the crowd, the University of Mary. The University of Mary offers truly affordable, flexible adult education because your success is our priority. Here, you matter, and we're with you every step of the way to make sure you succeed. Choose a university community that cares about you as a student for life. Discover us at online.umary.edu slash discovermary. It's a great time to spring into summer at Riverview Senior Living Community in Fargo. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. We are currently accepting new independent and assisted living residents. Riverview provides a safe, comfortable place to live with a small town Main Street feel with home-cooked food, a la carte care services, daily activities, and mass five days a week. You can contact Marin or Katie to find out about all that Riverview has to offer at 701-237-4700 or at homeishere.org. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. We are in our last segment for the show, and uh, my name is Father Rich, and I've got Cindy Jennings with me, my co-host. We're coming to you from the beautiful Diocese of Duluth, Minnesota, and we've been talking to a guest who's very near and dear to my heart, Annie Gobe, who is my secretary for 11 very long years, difficult, challenging. No, Annie was a great secretary, and uh, we, we've been talking to her about her uh, longevity in the work and the... Uh, uh, what it's like to be a church secretary for so long, and you got your finger on the pulse of everything in the parish. And so, well, if you had a if you had a really good story, it, I mean, I, I guess that's the thing. You know, I like to hear when you're when you are in the life of a parish for so long. There's so many good stories that you got to think. I know I kind of asked you a little bit about that beforehand, but is there anything that strikes you when you think back of what would what what's something if you could encapsulate your life in at Saint john's for so long what would that be i think it would just be the um the learning that comes with being a parish secretary and uh um just being around people that are faith-filled and just i don't know that's just so it's just so touching it just touch your just touches mm-hmm. your heart when you have all those people around you that just i don't know they just inspire you to just go on with things and to not take little things or to take little things for granted or not for granted one or the other because there are bigger things in life to worry about and mm-hmm. so you just i don't know it just every day is just people coming into your office and sharing their stories and and you uh, probably find because you because you're in a church and they come into the church you just assume that you're kind of like a counselor in some ways yeah it is kind of hard yeah it must they must do that a, a fair amount of time you must experience that fairly oh often. yeah and you know you think you're not going to be affected by say someone who comes in with a death in the family and they walk in the door and you start saying, "Well, I'm so sorry for your loss." Well, it just kill. It just gets to your heart because you know how they're suffering. Yeah. Or you, or you have people come in, you know, with the good stories too. So that makes your that makes your day really. And you've seen a lot of tragedy. Oh, I absolutely. Mean, yeah. you, 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 you have a sense what priests go through, you know, right. because you You're, see it. They come through your do- office. Right. Exactly. One of the things that I've never liked is the the title secretary, because 
you, I mean, as a parish secretary, it depends on who your pastor is, I suppose, but, but, um, it's so much more than being a secretary. I mean, you wear so many hats right, yeah. in the parish. You do, yeah. So the idea of secretaries, nothing against secretaries, but it seems a little bit demeaning in some ways because of how much you're relied on in so many different capacities in a parish life. Can you talk a little bit about that? About what? About being a <laughs> about, church secretary? Yeah, about, I thought that's about, what I was. About having so many other responsibilities <laughs> besides just seemingly like secretary. I mean, priests well, yeah, rely on you for everything. Right. You're not just doing book work or paying bills or whatever. You're taking the calls for the for the pastor and you're talking to the people as they well, they're telling their sad stories and so you're trying to figure out how to make them feel better and you're trying to greet them as they come in and make the office feel and you're an welcoming. advisor you're an advisor because pastors bounce ideas off of you right yeah so it's you're wearing a lot of hats. Yeah. But so everybody I know that has, if I brought up your name, they just think you're great. The Petersons. Oh, and, I am so good at fooling people. Oh, oh stop it. That is you're, unbelievable. You're very outgoing and friendly <laughs> and kind. And you talked about being busy, you know, staying busy. You don't like the downtime. Right. Do you, do you ever see yourself leaving this or do you think you'll just keep, continue until you I can't do it anymore? People keep, people keep asking me, well, when are you going to retire? And it's like, I don't want to retire. I love my job. I've never had a day in all those 30 years that I've, well, maybe one or two, that I've gone, oh, I really don't want to go to work today. I mean, I get up in the morning and I'm just anxious to get there and I'm anxious to be with the people that are going to come into the office and the priests that I have to work for. You know, it's just... I don't know. That you have to work for or get to work for? Well, I get to work for. Maybe I'll rephrase that. So, <laughs> Were you born and raised in Duluth? No, I was raised in St. Michael, Minnesota, Oh, okay. which is on the other side of the cities. Okay. So, Wow. It's been a great profession. I absolutely. I didn't. Yeah, I w- I'd like to see you back here at, what, 50 years? 50? Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> 60? Can I do like, it in oh my... my- can I do it in my wheelchair? I don't know. <laughs> I think we have to have a big banquet for you at that point, don't we? No, It'd I'm just going to so go. Out, I'm just going to go out real quietly because I am not one for fanfare. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. I don't think you do anything quietly, Annie. Well, that's probably true too, but that one I probably will do quietly. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, you also you've had to have you know we just right before you we had Bishop elect Michael Malloy on, and so you've also had interaction with a lot of bishops, I'm sure, over this time. I know, and they're scary. Why is that? Well, just because they're a bishop, you know, and I just feel kind of like a, I don't know. Well, they're just, they make me nervous. I don't know. They shouldn't make you nervous unless you feel guilty about something. Well, I'm not guilty about anything, but you know, that's just, you know, they're so, I don't know, they're way up there with everything. Everybody, they're so intelligent and smart and I don't know. So you're saying that as priests are not necessarily? Oh, you always take my words (laughs) wrong. So, um, uh, okay. So, you know, I mean, I, I, not to put you on the spot, but what, you was, it are. Like, what was it like working? What was it like working for me? Well, actually, we're, just remember we're on the air. I know. Well, okay. I'll tell the truth. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. Looking I'm for, telling I'm not truth. looking for accolades. Okay. I'm just, no, when I first met you, I was scared to death of you. Like a bishop. almost. Oh, exactly. Cause <laughs> you came walking in this big, tall guy with his big black coat on and kind of just, don't all priests wear black coats. Well, you had a longer flowier one or something <laughs> i don't intimidating. know you were intimidating exactly <laughs> but after uh, after a couple weeks or so i found out that you had a great sense of humor and i could talk with you and 
We, I think we got along okay. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I, I just kind of wish I kept the the intimidation thing going. No, along that didn't work longer. very long. No, mm-hmm. no, no, I'm sure no, not. no. What's the story of you singing something, Johnny Cash? Oh, that was so awesome. Go he was the, just uh-huh. shaking in his shoes. It was so. Awesome. It was terrible. It's one of the worst. Was your was voice good? No. Is it on video? Okay, so yeah, the, we have it on video. <laughs> Do so, you really? Oh yeah. <laughs> for the listeners, I never sing. So it's like even during church, it's like I don't, I don't sing anything. It's like I turn the mic off if I'm singing with the. I just not that is not one of the gifts God has given me, and so, uh, and so I'm very aware of it, and so the. It was some sort of a fundraiser. It was, it was a school. school fundraiser, right? They mm-hmm. had to reach a certain goal, right? And I would oh. sing two Johnny Cash songs. Who's my all-time favorite singer? And so, uh, and of course, they made the goal, and the rest is history. And so, it's like, not only was it the whole school community there, but we had tons of parishioners that came for that. I know which is it was amazing, upsetting to me, of course. It was so awesome to see him nervous because he's so easygoing everywhere else, and so easy to you know be in front of people. He's nervous yeah. when I painted his hair pink. Like he was so scared it wasn't going to come out. See, that the, was for okay. another fundraiser. So, so here's the deal: it's all it's all about the kids. It's, it's all about the kids. kids. Okay, so I do I put myself in awkward spots for the kids, but yes, I had to sing those two songs and and. uh yeah, it was that. it was fun. Oh, I can't wait to yeah. check out the video. Can no, we get that posted, Eli? I, I don't think I don't think the video is anywhere in existence. <laughs> oh, I think I could probably find oh, it if I had to. Yeah. <laughs> I like this. So now you're you're about to get a new pastor. I so am. the transition's got to be difficult. Yes, it is. Why don't you talk a little bit about that without tearing up? Oh uh, well, you know, if I told you, I felt really bad when Father Drew was leaving. I felt really bad when you left. Mm-hmm. You just because. You, as bosses, are not just bosses. You just become part of us. I mean, we get to just really love you, you know. And, uh-huh. and, and I mean, we do. We do, you know. That's and, me warms, warm and fuzzies from Annie. So I know. This is, know, this nice. is really yeah. kind of weird, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. But it is hard. The transition is hard because you've learned to work with these people and you've learned to you see their both sides of them. You see the, the religious side of them and you see the personal side of them and you want to take care of them and just, I don't know, when they leave, it's like, oh, now i got to learn how to do that all over again. And you so. probably in your mind are prepared for 10 years because that's about I what was it is. And all of a sudden, know, it's just I yanked. Know. The rug's yes. yanked right out. But it'll be okay. And I was in the middle of two two years. So two years before me, Father Bill was two, just for right. two years, mm-hmm. then me, and now oh, two yeah. years after me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you've gone through a lot of transition. So hopefully, uh, Father Seth, who's an excellent priest, mm-hmm. you're going to love Maybe him. it's me. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> It, you know, I well, thought about that. It could be me. It could be. Well, I doubt you know, it. Annie, it's uh, it's been great having you on the air. I know that you were very nervous and probably still are a little nervous, but this went by quickly, didn't it? Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Yeah. See, yeah. so maybe you'll join us again. Sometime. I doubt it. <laughs> but uh, it's been uh, it was a joy to work with you, Annie, for eleven years, and uh, a joy to still call you friend. Well, it ha- and, was a joy to work with you all. And we so. keep in touch. We a do. Lot. We yeah. do. Right. Yeah. Eli is requesting that video, so if you do have it, oh, oh. please. <laughs> Anyhow, That's enough fine. of that. No, you. Will not anyhow, but uh, you're not my boss anymore. I don't have to. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, enough of that. That interview is now done. Okay, thanks, thanks, Annie, for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, right. Um, uh, Eli. Yes. Are you here to preview the next show? I sure am. Yes, indeed. Would you like me to do that right now? Yes. Oh wow. Okay, I can do that. Coming up on our next Real Presence Live, it's going to be tomorrow morning, nine to eleven a.m. Central, right here on the RPR Network. Be hosted by Deacon Paul Trinan and Heather Carroll, coming to you live from the Abbey of the Hills in Marvin, South Dakota. They'll visit with Hannah Zomer about the special blessings of being a foster parent. Then Brad Gray and Nathan Sather will talk about 
how we can get men to be active in their faith. And Father Sean Pullman will talk about the interesting reality of being ordained amidst the COVID-19 pandemic. So all that and a whole lot more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That's going to be tomorrow morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Right back to you. Oh, that sounds great, Eli. Yeah, it should be a, should be an interesting show. Yeah. So, Eli, what was your favorite part of today's show? Oh, I like really enjoyed that story about uh, about you singing Johnny Cash, <laughs> and I look forward to, to somehow getting a copy of that video. Mm-hmm. No, you know what? I don't think that there's a video around. Well, then we'll just have to get you to make one. There is. Uh, it's, and I'm not going to recreate it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Eli, when are you going to be back in Duluth? Because I remember when you were here for the for the big uh, um, uh, the big banquet pre-COVID that you said, hey, I think I might come back up here in Duluth because it was a beautiful city. So yeah, when are you going to be back? I, I, I do like it up there. I don't know. Maybe sometime this summer. Are you going to let me like sleep on the floor of your rectory or something? In the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't I say that to you once before? <laughs> I believe so, yes. yes. <laughs> okay, no, I'd be a little more hospitable than that. Oh, put them on, would put you? on that new deck area that you have. Get oh, sleep yeah. outside under I'll bring the stars. a hammock. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah, okay, it would, be, it would be great to have you. Oh, thanks. Well, I'll let you know if, if I make it up that way and be happy to see you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, give me Please a heads do. up so I can leave town. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cindy, how's it been going? How do you, how'd you like this show? It's good. Good guest. Um, I can't wait for the bishop. I'm even more excited now just listening to him and he's very humble and he's exactly what we need. So I'm yeah. super excited. And yeah, prayers for, for his gifts and for, you know, trying to get that pride out because we all like to take over, you know, like he said, he likes to take over. So what are you talking about? Pride? For, well, sometimes we want to take control I, instead of letting. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm just you know, kidding. You've got a lot of it. So, how does it, how does so I'll it, be praying. But you're, you're almost, so you're almost, you're almost done. I mean, how many shows have you done here? You've done a good job. Three? Yeah, three. Okay, well, 300 your vote. That's great. Well, uh, um, uh, thank everybody for listening to Real Presence Live and uh, blessings to all of you on your day and your week ahead. God bless. Have a good week. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.